Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Marketing Podcast, the podcast for small business owners like you, learning to grow your brick and mortar business in today's online focused world. Now, here are your hosts, partners in life and business, Zach and Brianna Hayden. Welcome to episode number eight. I actually remembered what episode we're on. How's it going, Brianna? Oh, it's not too bad. Busy. Not too bad, yeah. We're very busy. Normally. Right this, now. This week is especially busy. Um, the next two to three weeks, I think, are going to... Four months. Hopefully, well, I think if we can get past the next three weeks, we'll be okay. <laughs> That's always in my mind. I'm like, just got to get past this week and this major event. Yeah. And there's always another one. So, um, we, in addition to, you know... All the digital marketing stuff we have going on. <laughs> so in the next three weeks, just just to tell you guys a little bit about this is um, if you are a small business owner, you understand the plight. Um, yes. So we and have we're not complaining. It's just no, a, no, just no, how it is. No, it's, this is the life we chose. Yes. Um, well, I chose it, and then she married into it, and so so I double chose. She, yeah, it was yeah. Um, so we have. Um, uh, uh, two staff members from our martial arts school that are moving away. Yes. So they're ending their time with us. We're very, very sad about yep. that. Yep. Yep. In addition to that, mm. um, we're starting a summer camp. So I'm hiring some people for that. And in addition to that, um, we have our other staff member family um, that is uh, going to give birth to a child in the next two weeks. Yep. Approximately. Which is wonderful. And... Uh, we really haven't announced this to anybody, so if you watch the podcast uh, or listen to the podcast or watch the, the video, you'll know. Yeah, you're like one of like 10 people. First couple of people to yeah. know. So uh, this is gives you – you guys are the, the, the loyal ones. Um, we're moving too. We're going to sell our house. So we're uh, – Because why not? <laughs> it's a perfect timing. Oh, man. It doesn't – oh, it's – oh, I don't know. Um but we're not moving away. We're not, no. We're not running away. No. Actually, we're doubling down. Most people on, would probably run uh, We're doubling down on our love of Main Street. We already yes. live on Main Street. Yes. And we're going to live even closer to the heart of Main Street. Um, we just figured it was time. We I got this big house when I was single. and Most uh, bachelors don't buy four-bedroom houses. It was dumb. Um <laughs> But Way too what, much to take care of. It's a lot to take care We've of. We've got too much stuff. In addition to everything else. Yeah. And so it just downsizing um, was a big part of it. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> you know, and then uh, that, especially with a, a, a kid on the way, downsizing, getting rid of extra space and extra things and whatnot. And then the, the plan is in a, a year, two years, you know, who knows? It'll probably end up being like 10 years. <laughs> we'll uh, build a place. Right? But who knows? A house. A house. Uh, it might be, we might get one of those... Um, Train cars. I just live in one of those, like the boxcar like children. Boxcar children. Yeah, there we go. That would look nice. <laughs> they do make houses out of those now. Yeah. Like you connect a couple of them together and make a nice little uh, modular home. So I don't know about that. Um. Anyways, so uh, we're gonna go right into a segment today. <laughs> um, we're gonna go right into the, uh, you know what drives me nuts segment. Ooh. You know what drives me nuts. So Brianna and I have had this conversation many times. This is uh, actually um, going to be our main segment today. It, it is brick and mortar babble, but it really drives us nuts. I don't remember already. We, um, about we are talking about – have you ever watched um, – what's the baseball movie? Um, Field of Dreams. Okay. I was have like, you ever seen oh, it, Brianna? Yes, I have. 
Okay. But, but there's a lot. I of saw it a long movies. time ago. Um, but the the famous phrase from A Field of Dreams is, "If you build it, they, they will, will come. come, or he will come." Technically, he, is it? Is I it? Think he if will you come? build it, oh. he will come. Well, um, in I don't baseball mean, movies don't with magical cornfields and magical baseball fields. Yeah, that may be true. In small business, it is not true. It is not true. It was true at one time. I think. I think it was more true yeah. in it was, is it was, was certainly more there true there was some weight to it that if you just hung out your shingle as they say um yes. that you would get business you yeah. know you you put up your sign that said hey we are doing you know haircutting you but know we're a barber in town 40, people would 40 come. years ago 50 yeah. years, that was probably like oh you know why not but that's not the way because the world has shrunk yeah. because of technology and because of the internet and stuff the competition I, has grown yes um because now you're not competing against the other guys just in your no. community you're no. com, uh, com, uh, uh, you're competing uh, against the world thank you i can't talk Com- competing against you know everybody yeah um, the internet other people that are doing things differently in other in, in other parts of the country not just in your exactly little now you're a little you're, you're a little better off um, if you are in an industry that is um, a service-based business, yes, so I agree. Carpet cleaning, okay. I'm not going to get somebody from China to come clean my carpet. Yeah, probably. Okay? Not I'm ideal. not going to call Amazon and have them clean my carpet yet. I mean, one, I don't know where I'd find a phone number for Amazon, but um, I don't think I'd want to. I wouldn't either. Um, but that doesn't mean that you're not having more competition from the area around you, yes, um, because. Uh, you know, people aren't just looking in the phone book for the closest person anymore. Yeah. Um, so this idea, if you are interested in starting a small business or you already own one and you have thought that it is going to do well because you opened a because you opened it. location, yeah. you know, maybe it was something that you're doing out of your home and then you decided, hey, we're going to open a location. Oh, please, um, please think carefully before opening a physical location. Th- then please consider all of the just expenses. Yes. Yeah, you just quadruple. And I will. I th- I don't know if I mentioned on the the podcast before, but a book that you need to get if you are a small business owner. Okay, you are an entrepreneur. Oh, wait, isn't this the book review? Or we just yeah, mixing our? I am mixing. I'm you sorry. You know what drives me nuts when you put the book review Ooh, in with the wrong ouch. segment. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, it's fine. It's not a book review. It's just a suggestion, maybe. Um, Go get Michael Gerber's The E-Myth. The E-Myth should be required for all entrepreneurs to read because it goes through this myth that, like, if I – let's use a um, um, a mechanic for an example, okay? Because this is a classic – or no, no, no. Let's use a baker, okay? Okay. So I uh, am at – Kroger, let's say. Mm-hmm. And I love decorating cakes. Um, I love making cakes and I love decorating cakes. But you know what? I'm just sick of having a boss. Oh. I wish I was my own boss. He's going to give me a migraine. You know? Oh. And so you decide, hey, this would just be – I wouldn't have to deal with a boss. I wouldn't have to deal with their hassle. I mean, in and that I could situation, do it. it's easy to pick up – to look at all the pros like – I get to pick my own hours, get exactly. to be in charge, get to do what I want to do, which are all great things. And if you've got the passion for it, you know, go but for it. But there's a difference between wait for it. Having like going out and going, okay, I'm going to be a baker. Yes. Okay. And 
I'm going to be a CEO. Okay, yes. which you don't you're not necessarily CEO of a big company because it just, might just be you, but that doesn't mean that you aren't going to have to do all the jobs of a CEO. Now you're a <laughs> <And> CEO <laughs> and a baker. Yeah. You know, and you're a doing janitor both. and a bookkeeper. You've and- got to do all of those yeah. jobs. And, you know, we have this in the martial arts industry a lot because co- people come up and they love teaching martial arts, yeah. which I totally understand. I love teaching martial arts, too. But then they're like, great, now I'm going to start my own martial arts school. And they forget that then you're actually going to spend less time teaching martial arts than you were before because you have to then take on the responsibilities of the CEO, of the boss of the company and the employee yeah. of the company. And that might be a horrible thing for you. And if, if, if you're in one of those service industries where like you don't consider yourself a business owner, you consider yourself like, oh, I just do this because I like it. And you might want to. Just reevaluate some some things. You just have to take into account that you are no longer, if you set up a a business, you are no longer doing just that job. Yeah, you're not just a baker. And really, if you want to be a successful business, that's going to probably mean that you're going to do less of the thing that you wanted to do originally. And you're going to hire someone mm-hmm. to do that, and you're going to have to do the higher level jobs. Yes. Right. Depending on the size of your business. It, yes. Um, but no matter but what, what, you're going to – See, I, I kind of disagree with that, though, because you don't want to grow too fast. Well, no, you no. You some people that are like, you know, I'm going to open up this business, and I'm instantly going to hire X number of people. No, no, no. No. But if you want to be successful, if you want – so the other thing people don't think about is right now, if I'm the employee of a business – um, I only have the expenses. I get paid for what I do. Yes. I, as the employee, don't have to pay for taxes, the building, Ooh. any of these the kind of things. Now, if you take out and you're like, well, the boss, they're just making tons of money off that of is, me and the company is, is making so much money. you think that about money. your small business owner boss. Even you, some of the big companies. Anyways. Most of the time it's But let's say you're, good. you know, you go, okay, I'm going to shuck out on my own now. Um, then now the price that you charge for a cake or whatever it is, is now having to go to all those other things plus paying you. So if you are going to grow and be successful as a business, not just a, a one person gig, um, which if you're going to be a business, you're going to have to have other expenses, you know, maybe a location, whatever the case might be. Maybe. Maybe you okay. you need to then make more money, and to do that, you need to spend more time at the CEO job, and hire somebody to do the other job or part of the other job, not all of it necessarily. Yeah. Right? Or on the flip side, some people should hire someone to be their boss. Then you know oh. because you're not good at that, but then you got yourself in the same position you started with. If yeah. if you don't like that, yeah. Now, if you had like a sister or a friend or a parent. They'd be like, hey, you know, we can do this together. That would even out the workload. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of, like, bakeries, that's a common thing for people to do. Like, yeah. You just got to be careful because this goes all back, goes all back, goes back all to, I, I cannot speak saying, today. So I can't help you. Um, to the idea of if they build it, if you build it, they will come. 
Okay. Just because you stick up that shingle doesn't mean that you're instantly going to have all this business and you're going to be able to pay all your expenses, all those kind of things. This is why marketing is so important. You have to spend money to market or do a lot of guerrilla marketing, as they call it, um, that is just going to take a lot of time then, which is an expense that you're going to have, whether it be you know, monetary expense or time expense, yeah. you're going to need to spend time doing the work of marketing. And no matter what, if it's money, time, time or money that you're spending for this marketing, it needs to be spent wisely, especially if you're grand opening. You don't want to put a bunch of money, like have a giant one page ad in the newspaper and a billboard and all these very expensive avenues of, of advertising right out of the Game. There's there's so many things you should do before. This is what everybody wants to do, okay? And I get it. I've done this. <laughs> I understand, okay? They want to, oh, I got a business name, and I saved my, you know, I registered with the state, and I got business cards, and I got a website, and I got uh, a logo. Stop. Stop all of that. Don't do any of that first, okay? You need to... To make sure there's a market for this first. Okay. okay? I was wondering where you were going. Because you can't just start like, I'm going to sell utility you should, kilts. You should probably see. What? They make those? Yeah. Or uh, underwater basket weaving. These are examples from a, a great podcast I used to listen to. Um, but um, I want to sell utility kilts. You know, like I love them and my, my friends all love them. Okay. Here, your friends are not going to tell you it's a horrible idea. No. They're nice. That's why they're your friends. Okay, get people to actually pay you for something before you ever start. And make a sure it's a proven product first. Right. Make sure people will pay you. Don't. Oh yeah, I would buy that. Oh yeah, sure, I would. No, tell them. Hey, I'm starting this business. I'm selling um, underwater basket weaving uh, tools. Um, would you? I, I'm. I've got ten sets right now. Would you like to buy one? Okay. And sell your 10 sets. Yeah. Then that's when that was marketing. You asked, you went to them and asked, right? Then you go, okay, I sold 10 sets of these. Okay. I must be ready for a business right now. Well, it, then you can take the next step. It's better than I said, I got business cards and I've got a website and I've got a logo. Oh, I got to have a great logo before I start. And then um, I got my car wrapped in vinyl. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> of my logo um uh, um and then you're like oh wait i found out nobody wants any of these okay or like oh, that hurts hey that hurts my homemade candles are not selling you know like oh i forgot that people just buy their candles from walmart because yeah. they're at walmart or whatever Okay. It, it, it depends a lot on your location your town your business your whatever and yeah. you might then you know Especially, so nowadays, people not only set up a business, we see this in, in our small town all the time. People open up a, a business and we're like, uh, did you test the market at all? Do you know that the this area needs this business? Have we're, you we're gotten... We're still rooting for them, but it's still like, uh, we're it's going to hurt. It's um, going to hurt when it closes. And, and then now on top of that, like you have the internet. People are like, hey, if I set up a website, I'll get a bunch of traffic and people mm. will buy stuff from me. No. Nobody okay. knows your website. No one. Uh, if you build it, 
they'll only come if you have a good product and you do marketing. Okay, good product, good service. You do you do marketing. You have to pay for marketing. You have to pay for marketing either monetarily or with your time. With your time, you you've got to do it. Most of the time, it's both, though. It is. I really, if you're going to be, I mean, most businesses are not um, getting just word of mouth marketing. And that in the world is different. Yeah, it, it doesn't quite work. Some the same places way. are, and but. how many times do you get messages from people and ladies specifically? How many times do you get messages from people that are like, "Hey, I'm selling Avon." If you sell Avon, that's totally fine. But like, "Hey, I'm selling Avon. Would you like to buy some?" You know, the number of times that happens alone, uh, and then on top of that, you know, it's just another. Well, and it's, it goes on top of that. So that's not necessarily testing the market. No. You know, and I don't have anything against no. um. What are these home-based businesses or, or what direct sales. direct sales things? I don't have anything necessarily against those, but they're not necessarily testing the market the same way because you're often, um, you know, and I, I don't want to lie to you guys. You guys know this is true too. You're often guilting people into buying your stuff because Sometimes. you're friends. You have a relationship. And so there's this like uh, – Back and forth, we're like, hey, yeah, we're friends, so I'll end up buying something. And sometimes they really love the product. There are a lot of people who really love, yes. you know, um, certain direct sales products. There's, you know, that's great. I'm all for that. Sorry, I got you off on a tangent. But just be careful, again, that when you're testing your product or service, the best people to test it with are probably not your friends. We've said that many times. Because it just – it doesn't give you an accurate picture. Customer, all customers are not going to be your friends. No, and, and it doesn't – you're not going to get the most honest feedback from your friends, yeah. you know, and your family. Um, I guess it depends on your family. Yeah, Somebody you might. might. <laughs> but um, so just just be aware um, if you have a business now that's struggling, um, did you have or do you still have the mindset of, hey, I set up this business. People are going to come. Um, or if you're considering setting up a business, do you have that mindset or do you have the mindset of, Marketing, marketing, marketing. I have to do marketing. It doesn't matter. That doesn't necessarily mean paid marketing. I think you need to go there. Um, but, but when you're starting out, it might just be, yeah. you know, showing up to every networking event your community has, showing up to every community event, handing out flowers, flyers. One of the biggest things in the martial arts industry, you know, 10, 15 <laughs> years ago was this thing called VIPing, where you would take these little cards and you would just walk into places and go, hi, my name's Zach Hayden from AJA Excellence Martial Arts. <gasps> Have you ever considered doing martial arts? And you would just do this. It was awful. I terrible. hated it. That sounds like Oh, I remember thing. one time I drove all of my staff. We drove to Walmart. Oh my. And we made them go in and have to do this. Oh. It was horrible. Oh. So this is why I love the internet, because it makes marketing so much easier. But well, that means maybe, people on their own terms, too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you're not but, being, like, attacked by this random guy in the grocery but store. But maybe that's what you can afford right now. You don't have the yes. money, but you can go person to person and say, you know, it's the what is the old vacuum salesman, yeah. you know, the idea of knocking on doors and just saying, hey, yeah. can I, you know, we watch Shark Tank. And those are the, the hustlers that go and, like, hey, I sold a bunch of these. And you can be smart. And if there are events in your town that just yep. bring a lot of people, you know. You set up, um, like if you're someone that does make candles, yeah. you need to be smart about, okay, if I set up a booth at this vendor event or at this craft show, you know, if I sell X number of candles, maybe there's something to this. Um, yep. Kind of use that as your as your test audience. You could do it. You can't do that with all service um, 
service things, obviously. But, it, um, but you need to make sure that you um, are not, you don't have just the mindset of if I build it, they will come. Yeah. Okay? That That is our, our big thing today. But don't, it is easy to get that. excited. It's easy to get excited about it location. Is. Like, oh, well, and you think it's this. a great idea. Just because you think it's a great idea, it's you're like, everybody will love this. And it's just, it's, it's, I mean, and again, I've done it. Okay. The yeah, number of you, things you, that I've started and like made logos for and stuff. And it's just like, oh, wait, this was a dumb idea. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay. Don't do that. But it is, it is easy, easy to get caught up in the, what I call business baby fever. Business baby fever is a real thing for, for certain people. It's real thing. Uh, often, um, Go read the e-myth. That'll help. Go read the e-myth. Because there's a difference also between wanting to be an entrepreneur um, and do the job of entrepreneur versus I just don't want a boss. I just want to do this myself. Yeah. Um, because, again, it's like the martial arts instructor who loves teaching but can't, you know, cause if, can't run if, a business. If you don't want a boss and you can't be your own boss, you're going to be in trouble. Because it's a tough job. Being your own boss is not easy. Ooh. Okay. Not easy at all. No. Okay. I feel like we were kind of all over the place today. No. I think we tied that up decently. Okay. Don't you guys think? Yeah. I think so. Um, let's uh, let's go into our uh, book review. Not the E-Myth, though. Book review. As you know, if you've been listening to our past episodes, um, we are kind of going step-by-step step through the book Um Never Lose a Customer Again um, by Joey Coleman. Uh, go check it out. If you haven't listened to the past couple episodes, make sure you go back. Hey, and right here, let's put a plea in. I, I have a I have a young daughter on the way. She can only eat if we have podcast su- subscribers. <laughs> I don't know how that actually <laughs> translates to her being able to eat, but hey. Especially you need since to... she won't be born for a while. Shh. Okay. Your logic has no place here. Um, so subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Make sure you catch the video every week on our Facebook page. Uh, just search Hayden Digital on Facebook and, uh, you know, subscribe. Share this with a friend. If you know somebody um, that could find these uh, podcast episodes useful. Or if they're thinking about adding a location. Oh. Starting up a business. Let them know. A business. Uh, we'd love them to uh, hear our rants. Okay. So uh, we're on to the next phase of this customer journey. Um, this is the acclimate phase. Okay. Okay. Last it. week uh, we hit the last episode we talked about. That would be episode number seven. Yes. I actually know the episodes. Um, the activate phase. Okay. Where they kind of got the product. They all start with A, don't they? They do. They worked at like a, you a know, sly some- dog. What, what do they call that? Alliteration. Very good. So the acclimate phase. So let me read you a little bit. The acclimate phase of the customer experience occurs in the time period between receipt of the first product or service and the time when the customer has a sense of comfort using the product or service. So like in martial arts, this is that first, you know, that first couple, days. couple of weeks, you know, when you're kind of still like, I'm not sure what I'm doing here necessarily. I don't know what's going on. And you're starting to get more familiar with it. During this phase, the customer will be learning the ropes as well as potentially interacting with your team members and additional products and or service offerings. The goal in this time period is to get early buy-in and habit forming before the novelty wears off. 
Um, and and the customer slides back into their old behavior. You know who doesn't do this well? Let me give you an example who doesn't do this well. Be careful. Fitness gyms. Okay. They don't care. Not all of them, but the the majority of them, they just want you on a A subscription, a membership subscription. And then they're not, whether you come to the gym or not, they don't care. Once you start signing up. Now, that's not all gyms. There's some really great gyms that really hold you accountable. But if you look at the like the 24 hour fitnesses, the the, um, you know, places like that, once you're on a subscription, they know that it's harder for you to cancel that. And you're always going to tell yourself, well, I'll get back to the gym. It'll be okay. Well, I think that could be said with any subscription base. Yes. Anything with a subscription model. Like, well, you're on this. You're going to forget to cancel it. You're going to forget to cancel it. You're going to forget to cancel it. I mean, that's why so many subscription services have like a a month free because you're going to forget to, you know, you have to put in your credit card information, but you're going to forget that you need to cancel it. And and this, the idea of this book, Never Lose a Customer Again, is to keep those customers around because it's much cheaper to keep a current customer than acquire a new new customer. So acclimate. Using that time to really um, make sure that they are learning these new behaviors or these new things. Um, so here it says, think of the uh, of acclimating at altitude and be ready to hand customers your own version of an oxygen bottle to make their transition smoother and more comfortable. So what can you do to help them transition in that way? So maybe it's a gym and you say, hey – um, you know, for all our new members, we start, uh, you start off with, um, you know, three weeks of a personal trainer. Ooh. We'll meet with you, you know, nice once a week for the first, you know, three weeks or whatever. And so your the gym is helping them get into this habit of attending. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, at our martial arts school, the first five classes they attend, we want mapped out. We, we require them to tell us when they're going to come to those first five classes. And we have a set thing that we do for each of those five. So we're starting to get them acclimated to the idea of coming to class, to and what's going to happen email there. reminders for those first five classes. Yeah. It's in their new schedule. Because anything new, you know, yeah. we're creatures of habit. You forget. So there's a lot you can do in this acclimate phase. Okay. So – um, think about your own business and what you can do in that phase where they've just started. Um, you know, they, they're learning the product or service and they might be really hesitant. Um, you know, this is where um, some encouragement can be really useful. Yep. Um, some updates on how they're doing because everybody thinks they're doing horrible depending on what the product or service is. Um, you know, how – you know, even checking back in with them. That's what I was going to say. Cause a lot of things you have one purchase and then like, let's say I, I go to a baker and I buy a cake. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, day, a couple days after the cake has been purchased, you've had your event. If, you know, you got a card or an email or a text message or a yeah. video. From just a the- text that said, hey, I hope your birthday went great. Yeah. You know, that would go, just think, again, not necessary. No. It's not something that is going to change no. the original sale necessarily. Because you could think, hey, they bought this. I'm done with them. Yeah. But if you want them to come back and, and become raving fans of your business, yeah. having them completely... Uh, on board by you following up and go, hey, how was the birthday? I hope everything went great. Hope the cake tasted good um, is a great way to go. Yeah. And not be like, hey, not here's like, a discount for the next time. Here's a coupon for the next time. Just follow up with them. Those kind of things to acclimate them to being part of your team, yeah. you know, it can make a big difference in them being raging fans. Yeah. 
So I think that near the end, just, we'll, we'll have them be raging I think fans. It's, but that's it's not hard a, to think of, sometimes it's hard to think of customers as people, um, especially when you, you know, you have numbers on a screen that you're looking at or mm-hmm. stats or, or whatever it might be. Um, but like, how would you want to be treated as a customer? Would you want to feel like you belong there? Like you're welcome there? Like the owner, the employees like you? Or do you want to feel like and And that's going to go a long way to making sure that they... You know, every time they want a cake, then they're like, oh, "Man, I'm going to them." Yeah, yeah, it might cost a little bit more, but yeah. those they're so they great. They like this you. Is the, they don't mind the Chick Fil A. Um, uh, are it's my pleasure. Okay, mm. you, there's just something different about the business that you want to do business with them. Um, uh, that being uh, helping acclimate them uh, to dealing with you, to uh, being part of your tribe, um, is super. Um, important again, not necessary. You can run a business no problem, but you're going to always be going through more customers. But I, I will say, like, let's compare Chick Fil A to uh, you know any other like McDonald's. Which one do you feel more welcome to when you step up to the cash register? And you know, and, and that's fine. Either way, you know, whatever your answer is, that's fine. Um, but just. Thinking about that in terms of your business, mm-hmm. is that customer, is your customer having that same experience when they walk into your business? Are they getting a, hello, welcome to... No one's no one's buying, um, you know, McDonald's bumper stickers. Yeah. But people will put Chick-fil-A stuff on. Yeah. Because that's the... And, and, and uh, as a small business owner, it is difficult um, to, to keep track of all these things if you don't sit down and plan it all out beforehand. Yes. You know, and just this is why we're doing one part each episode. After each episode, go and think, okay, how can I do just this part? If you haven't done this, start back, um, you know, back at the beginning and uh, start with the first one. We only have eight episodes. You can do it. You can do it. And uh, go, okay, what can I do for just this phase? And just make that a habit for yourself. A checklist, something that says this is, I'm going to do this every time. Yeah. And then add a piece on each time. So, awesome. Okay. Um, that wraps up episode number eight. Number eight, nice job. Nice job. We haven't even, uh, you know, we talked about pod fade the other day. Um, we're a little. We, yeah, we are. The we last, are late this week. The again. last two episodes. Last two episodes, we've caught out on the on the wrong date, but we got them in during the week. Yes. Um, uh, we got to get back on track. But you heard about our our next couple of weeks. Time is <laughs> on. Um, time is precious. On on the earlier uh, earlier on the podcast, so. Uh, we're we're making a priority to talk to yes. you guys though, okay, so I, like there's there's many other things that like I have a whole other job that I do so. <laughs> yeah, I was actually just uh, right before this. I'm updating um, a bunch of Facebook ads for people, um, and right after this, we have a a, a business meeting, a, yep. a meeting with a potential client and whatnot. So, okay, guys, uh, make sure you subscribe, like, comment, even do it for the baby. Okay, do it for the. Baby. For the baby. We gave you guys inside information about us moving. No one else knows that. That's how much we love our subscribers. You can subscribe for the baby. Come on. Okay. Later. <laughs> Bye.